One of the most participated sports in America is one you may not think about. Of course, the Super Bowl is going to be going on later this weekend, and other sports are coming up. Uh, Spring training for baseball may or may not happen, all of those sorts of things. But that's not the number one participated sport in the United States. Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. You have Bill Barty right here. And Wes Lawson over here. Bill, people are going to be really surprised about this sport. Over 70 million people in the United States participated in it. Participate in it. it is birding. Mm. It is bird watching. And when I think bird watching, I think Mecklenburg Audubon Society. I think of one of the members in particular back with the Carolina Outdoors however many years ago. She would be kind enough to wake up early uh, when this was a live program, and give us a lowdown of what was happening in the birding community. Her name, Judy Walker, and with that, we're going to welcome her to the program right now. Welcome, Judy. Hi, good to talk to you again. It's always uh, good to have you on the program. Day. Yes, well, uh, it, it is a, a bluebird day as we are speaking to you right now, and with that, I mentioned at Jesse Brown's Outdoors that we were going to have you on at, mm-hmm. to talk birding. And one of the mm-hmm. f- young people in the store, the first thing they said is birding. What is yeah. that? Judy, how would you uh, answer that question? Well, there is, if you want to be technical, there are, there are, there's bird watching and then there's birding. Bird watching, anybody and everybody, and lots and lots and lots and lots of people have, discovered bird watching during the pandemic, uh, which has boosted the numbers in general. And that's because that usually is done, you know, right behind, you know, in your yard or, you know, you put up a feeder and you just sit there and watch birds. Birding tends to get a a kind of a little bit higher or a little, you know, a notch up where somebody is a birder uh, or goes birding because they actually go out of their yard and onto a greenway or to a state park or uh, to the beach or even I left two weeks ago, I went to Minnesota to do birding. Um, and that's to look at all birds, all different kinds of birds. Um, so the, the bird watching and birding are synony- not quite synonymous, but they are pretty close. And birding, um, like I said, usually entails going out of your yard. Uh, bird watching is you can do anywhere. Actually, you can do it from your office or whatever. Um, but that it, there's a little more effort, I guess, in birding than than just bird watching. If that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. Essentially, birding is bird watching with purpose. And uh, going to that Minnesota trip before we bring you back to the Carolinas, that was a trip <laughs> that was was that a trip that was put off a, a, a couple of times because of the pandemic and. On a birding trip like that, what are you after to see specifically? Yeah, we tried to do it. We've tried to do it twice before, a friend of mine and I, but we finally got there this year. Um, and in this case, these are birds. Obviously, we're out in literally uh, one day it was 20 below. Um, but we're out there looking for birds that normally breed in the Arctic and, you know, further north into Canada. And for them, their their southern migration is into Minnesota. <laughs> so in particular, there are owls. There's a great great owl, the snowy owl, 
Um, the hawk owl and the boreal owl were the four that we were really looking for. And we got two of the four, so I felt pretty good about it. Well, bringing it back to the Carolinas with that same purchase and purpose, and we may ask you about bird watching and then birding, but bird watching, we'll stay with that. Um, That is uh, washing the dishes, looking out, you know, your kitchen window and seeing birds. What are the more popular birds that we would see if we were just bird watching, um, looking out the back window? And so the birds that you'll see in your yard, that's essentially what you'll see, are are pretty the pretty common one one is a Carolina wren, which obviously is named because of the Carolinas. Um, another one is the the Carolina chickadee, which stands with the Carolinas for sure. Um, another one is a tufted titmouse. These are are if you put out a feeder, you will almost indubitably get at least those three birds. Um, the cardinal is another one, uh, that bright red bird, which is just gorgeous this time of the year because he's getting ready. He's getting both of them are actually getting ready for their uh, Valentine's Day and uh, breeding time. Uh, so they are, are really in gorgeous um, attire, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, the probably after that, those are the four main or four or five main ones. Um, then depending upon where you live in in Charlotte or what kind of yard you have and so forth, you could have, oh, the house finch is the other one that's, that goes with the, the of the five that I, I only said four, but that's five. Uh, the the um, house finch, which is a kind of a drab bird with that looks like he's he's got somebody poured some red paint over him um, but and makes a beautiful burbling sound. So those are the five main ones. After that, you could have... Um, Things like uh, woodpeckers, you could have um, what are called nuthatches. Uh, then there, obviously, the bluebirds. The bluebirds right now are actually looking for their um, uh, nest holes and nest boxes. So if you have bird feeder and you have a nest box somewhere nearby, you might have bluebirds coming into it. Um, some that don't come into the feeders right now, the barred owl. Uh, is out looking for home, a place to nest. Uh, the great horned owl uh, has, is already nesting, uh, and I know there is at least one in the um, oh, it's at the corner of um, Providence and not Tyvola. Whatever, what is Tyvola before it gets to be Tyvola? Anyway, over by Fairview. the fresh market there. Yep, uh, by Fairview. Hill. That's where it is. Yep. Fairview. <laughs> That's an opportunity to, for me to say between Tyvola and the fresh market is Sharon Corner Shopping Center, where Jesse Brown's Outdoors <laughs> is located right, at the corner right, of Sharon right. and Fairview. This program brought to you by. So I do have a question. for. I have, I have lots of questions, but um, those first four or five birds that you mentioned, which I, I have at least three of those different species, in my mm-hmm. backyard until the dogs go out, they all seem to get along more or less the same. But then you introduce somebody like a blue jay or some of the male <laughs> cardinals, and suddenly there's a problem. What it, yeah. What's going on with all that, and why don't they get along? Well, uh, the the one the five that I I mentioned are kind of small. Uh, you know, That's they're right. On the smaller side, so one you just have a larger bird come in and they'll they'll scatter. The blue jays, a little bit, the cardinals and, and the chickadees and some of the small birds, other than their size, um, generally get along. The blue jays are a little bit sneaky. 
because they kind of want, you know, the, the feeder to themselves. So they'll actually make the call of either a red shoulder hawk or a, um, a red tail hawk, which will send all the birds scurrying, you know, to, to um, or a cooper's hawk. There's also another uh, a hawk that comes into the feeder, and they all kind of scatter because those are predators. And so then the, the blue jay comes in and kind of takes over the world. Um, and, again, it's just partly size. Um they they it's just it's just that they're much bigger and they usually take over a, a, a woodpecker uh, the red belly woodpecker does the same thing just because they're so big they're not necessarily aggressive to the other birds they're just so big the other birds scatter that makes sense now the chickadee seems to me to be one of the more curious of the birds they'll stay around the deck a little bit more they will occasionally come in an open window um, oh dear are some of these <laughs> birds you know a little bit more mischievous than others um, the Carolina wren is really mischievous, and this time of the year, um, they're looking for a nest, and they will make nests in any kind of, I, I want to say, cavity or hole or anything they can get into to make a nest. So it could, if you leave your your um, garage door open for a, a, any great length of time, they could be in a boot in your garage. Um, I had one fill up my grill um, when I wasn't paying attention. So they'll look for anything. That's, they're pretty mischievous. And they'll come um, looking along your windows and stuff like that for bugs and insects and spiders, particularly when they're making nests and so forth. Uh, chickadees um, are curious but not, uh, not friendly. Uh, Carolina can be friendly. Another one is a, a, a nuthatch. Uh, the uh, brown-headed nuthatch, they are a little, I don't know what to call they're, they're, they have very little fear of anything. Um, I have been putting up my feeder uh, you know, after I filled it, and they'll come and come right to the feeder. Chickadees, if you're patient enough, will come to your hands as well. You can feed them from your hand. Um, so, and the titmouse will do that too, but you have to be really patient. So certainly if we wanted to, to improve the odds of our own in-home bird watching or out-of-home bird watching, a feeder is a good thing with the right kind of seed. But to mm-hmm. get more into birding, what does mm-hmm. it take to get more involved as a birder, maybe as a as a entry-level birder or an intermediate birder? What does it take to kind of encourage that forward? What do we need? How do we do it? Where do we go? Well, um, one, there are, you know, Obviously, I'm going to put a plug in for Mecklenburg Audubon. Oh, please do. We do, we do bird walks. Um, we do usually two bird walks a week, one on the weekend, one on the weekday. Um, and most of those people are new to birding. Uh, and uh, I, almost every time, I, I, any walk I do, and I do one almost every week, um, I've got new people on there. They see new birds that they've never seen before in their yard. Um, so that's one way, but I say that, but uh, the bird stores around here, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, um, Bird House on the Greenway, and uh, Backyard Birds all do bird walks. Uh, right now, you also have, uh, I'm noticing that National Wildlife Federation is doing uh, bird walks. So there's plenty of places to go out with birders, and also the nature centers are doing bird walks. This, not this coming weekend, the following weekend, the 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st, 
um, uh, which is, wash- is that President's Weekend, there is the great backyard bird count, uh, and Wing Haven uh, in, uh, over, is doing a uh, – the gardens will be open for free. You can come in. Uh, there will be folks from Audubon there. Uh, helping uh, identify the birds there, and there's a there's a some Baltimore Orioles in there that are just little spectacular orange and black birds, um, and you hopefully will see them. Uh, so there are a lot of opportunities now to go out with somebody who can identify the birds, not only by sight but usually also by sound, um, and that's probably the best way to get involved. Uh, go out on some of these walks, get to know some of these people. Uh, and um, they'll help you any way they can. We're glad that you put that plug in for the Mecklenburg Audubon Society. Of course, Judy Walker, our guest, is a member. Uh, a couple of years ago, they celebrated their 50th anniversary. Uh, uh, the National uh, Audubon Society uh, recognized <laughs> the North Carolina chapter in 1970, so we're celebrating that and their mission, um, which is dedicated to promoting the appreciation, protection, and preservations of birds and other wildlife through education and conservation activities. And Judy, will you talk a little bit about how these bird counts, these big bird counts um, go about, like the the great backyard bird count that's upcoming you mentioned. Will you give us the logistics for those of uh, us who do not know how they work? Uh, we need to have a journal um, and then how is it collected and, and what happens with that? Well, this is a whole nother discussion. Um, the backyard bird count is being run by, uh, Cornell, uh, the lab of uh, ornithology at Cornell. And, um, although they, they recommend or the best, easiest way to, um, get involved is to go to one of these places like like wing haven or go on one of our walks this uh, that weekend um and they what they do is they gather we we count how many how many how many individuals we see of a particular species and there is an app called ebird that you uh you can on your phone or on the computer uh, you know at your desktop or whatever you can put in the number, like I saw five cardinals, or I've seen, and I saw five uh, uh, chickadees. And you can do this from your home. So you can do it, at, you know, from your kitchen window. The only thing we ask is that you count the number of birds you see at one time. So that chickadee that comes in, grabs a, a seed, and leaves, and another one appears, that's not number two, because that could very well be the same bird. Um, if you see a male and a female cardinal, you, that's two. Um, or if you see a female, a male cardinal come in, leave, and then a female come in, that also would be two. If you can tell the difference that, that they're actually different individuals, you can count them. But in general, you count how many you see at one time. Um, the Blackyard Bird Count, they do a global uh, uh count in may they do another. we do another one in the fall and we do the great uh, the christmas bird count these are all all this data is funneled into uh cornell's database and then conservationists uh use that information to uh help protect okay where are we seeing these birds uh over the last 30 years i think it is that we've lost about 30 million birds and I mean individuals, um, 
meaning that the number of birds we're seeing now is that much less than what we had 30 years ago. Uh, so there's been a, a big decline. And if you're out with some of the folks who have been birding for quite a while, I can see that difference even in Charlotte. Um, there are not as many birds that we're seeing um, as far as the number of each individual species. So that helps them decide where to focus their information or their uh, efforts. Uh, and what it is, is it's the citizens or what they call community science working together to get this data because there aren't enough ontologists out there to get this data. Uh, and we can get that information to them. And there's also a way to do that for butterflies, for bees, um, and other kinds of insects, which are also in great decline, which means the birds are going to be in great decline because all birds at some point in their, time, in their life are eating insects because uh, that's the protein. Well, and I guess habitat loss, pollution, um, mm -hmm. all of the different um, uh, reasons that the decline is, is ongoing with that. We don't want all birds that we see to be rare, but um, right. uh, what is uh, some of the more rare finds that, that you have found in our area? Uh, maybe a bird that's not supposed to be here, or you're surprised to find, or you've only seen a few of them. Do you have any of those? Um. Well, I had one in particular, although it, it's more rare because it was way out of range. Uh, and I had a, an Anna's hummingbird, which is a hummingbird from the West Coast. Um, but every winter we have um, some what are called rufous hummingbirds. And those are, are relatively rare to the area. Rare as far as um, species that are in decline Things like um, the meadowlark, uh, which is now, I wouldn't have that in my backyard, but um, it's very difficult to find uh, what's called a northern shrike, very difficult to find. You can no longer find a, um, a, a, a screech owl. Eastern screech owls are no longer in the county. Um, the bobolinks, which is a migrant through here, no longer come through. Uh, and those numbers are declining in, in their, nat their native habitats. Um, let's see what else. Um, well, to me, you're unbelievable that you've named that many <laughs> that, yeah. that quickly off yeah, the cuff. Yeah. Judy Walker, mm -hmm. you're such a superstar. We want to turn ourselves from bird watchers into birders. Um, how do we do that? Do we go to mechbirds.org, which is the Mecklenburg Audubon Society website? It's got the calendar, what we do, the mission, right. but also uh -huh. the walks and how to get involved. Is that the best place for us uh, bird That's watchers to kick it in the, in the gear a little bit more? Correct. I would say so. And also, um, I, I'm right off the bat, the, um, anything at Cornell. Uh, look up, have people look up the Lab of Ornithology at Cornell. Um, I, and they have actually uh, webinars that you can watch uh, about bird watching. And also, uh, so if you're not able to get out um, uh, and you're kind of more confined, I know during the pandemic, um, all these webinars were just uh, overwhelmed because uh, of folks not being able to get out but wanting to learn how to do bird watching and so forth and so on. Um, the, the other 
uh, let's see, uh, National Audubon is another place to go, uh, but to find the local stuff here. And um, like I said, I know National Wildlife Federation, the, the local chapters, some of them are doing bird walks as well. Um, although they do more than just birding, uh, you know, they do, their mission is uh, broader than just birds. Well, we're going to go mechbirds.org, calendar, the newsletter, how to join, donate. Mm -hmm. The trauma of the pandemic that you mentioned, uh, one of the good things is people did seek out things just like this. And uh, and being at Jesse Brown's and outfitting and fly fishing and hiking and trying all these new things. And one of our Mm -hmm. goals is to keep those people who were introduced to birding and other outdoor sports to stay involved right. so we invite everybody to to uh, check out mechbirds.org while Wes Lawson right there and Bill Barty thank you Judy Walker for being on the Carolina Outdoors oh not it's a pleasure as always mm. you know that Bill <laughs> well we look forward to speaking to you as the weather warms up we'll get some springtime in here as well Off Judy goes and off we go. But just for a moment, we're going to be back on the other side with more of the Carolina Outdoors.